What's up, guys? Welcome to a new episode of Can You Tell Me A Story podcast. My name is Gladys, and on this show, I talk to complete strangers. Uh, there's no scripts, no nothing. Um, just two people getting to know each other for the first time. I know I haven't uploaded last week, and that's because life happened, and so I had to take a little time off, but... I'm back with another banger. Is that what people say these days? That means a good episode. Nothing sexual, no sexual connotation there. Um, But anyway, I hope that you guys are doing well and staying safe. I can't believe January is almost over. I left my house about four times, I think. And I'm sleeping at 8 p.m. these days. So, um... You know, 2021 is off to a good start. (laughs) Anyway, if you guys have been enjoying these conversations, please follow me on Instagram at Can You Tell Me A Story Podcast for more updates. Send me a message, send me a DM. I respond to everything and uh, I love to get to know you. All right, on to this week's episode, I have Lynn, short for Adeline, as my stranger turned friend. I gotta be honest, I really felt as if I was talking to another version of myself. Right off the bat, we bonded over our insecurities and then we chatted about Lynn's passion for digital art. She really made me think about how we really don't need to try to monetize our passions. You know, sometimes it's good to just let it be a hobby and just do it for the fun and enjoyment of it, you know, nothing more. Also, I don't know how we ended up there, but in the last 15 minutes, we talked about ghosts and paranormal activities that freaked me out because I'm currently alone in my apartment. Um, But you won't regret listening all the way till the end. Lynn, I'm so grateful to have met you over Zoom. Hopefully one day we won't meet in person. Um, But I had so much fun recording and editing this conversation. I hope you guys enjoy it. And if you think one other person will get something out of it too, please share it with them. It'll really help the podcast. All right. Bye-bye. perfect what's up hey <laughs> hey sorry my uh, speaker was like connected to um my external headphones uh-huh. so i changed it to just the computer gotcha so. no worries about that what's going on um not much just had a quick breakfast before coming over here how about you i'm okay i have my tea here Ooh, uh yeah, and uh, today, I actually just came back home from my brother's girlfriend's place. Oh. We kind of like, spent a couple of days together. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was fun. I felt like we actually went to the Catskills for Christmas holiday, and then we came back, and then I went to her place. Oh. Thank you for being the first guest of 2021. I didn't um, even think about that. 
Yeah, I know, I know. You know, some people they really take um the new year seriously. They do. I don't know if you do. Not really. <laughs> it feels like any other day. I know. Th- did you do anything for New Year's or you just like hung around at home? I kind of just hung around at home. It was very much just a normal day until like the last 10 minutes. And then we're like, okay, everyone get together really fast. <laughs> you, see, you guys do things a little bit better than me and my brother's girlfriend. We, we hung out during New Year's. Oh, yeah. Dude, we were napping and we woke up at 11.59, no. said Happy New Year. And then we slept like right after. Oh it was my great. gosh, New Year's nap. Honestly, it was it was such a wash this year. So it's been a mess. That's okay. You need your rest. Yeah. I mean, did you have a mess of a year? Because the start of this year, it was horrible, but um I gotta say it did pick up in the middle. So you know I finished strong. That's good. Yeah. Um it was definitely a mess. <laughs> I would say maybe during the summer it was a little bit okay, just kind of because there's not much to do. But besides okay. that, especially during the school semesters, it was lot of like a mess really Mm -hmm. is it because of like the logistics of doing online classes and stuff yeah I'm very not good at online school I have a lot of like problems like paying attention or just keeping track of things and everything so it's always like oh I'm forgetting this or I didn't do that (laughs) I know I know like I'm so glad that I'm out of school (laughs) oh honestly I can't imagine going through it during the pandemic. It was so disruptive. I've spoken to a couple people who are still in school and like Mm -hmm. all of them are just like, I'm not learning as much as I would like to, you know? So it's not good. You just, you get it done to get the grade really, which was also a thing in college, but at least you had other people there and like resources more accessible. Um, You're here, you're kind of just at the computer and a lot of people, it's a lot harder to connect with, people who can help you when it's just online yeah yeah it's a lot more intimidating right i have a question are you cold (laughs) um because you're wearing like gloves yeah i just want to make sure that you know you're like keeping warm (laughs) yeah um it's actually pretty okay in here i just have this thing where my hands are always freezing cold even if everything else is warm so my dad Mm. bought me these the other day so i can keep them warm that's so sweet yeah it's funky so now I have these. That's really good. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm I'm wearing like pretty thick pants too. I oh, get pretty yeah. cold as well in the apartment, even with the heater on. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. It sucks. I have a question. How how are you feeling now? Cause is this your first time doing this? Yeah, I've never been on a podcast. <laughs> nice. I love people like that because one, I already see you saying yes and showing up as like a sign of you know, you want to do something different. I do. Yeah. Ugh, I've always had an interest and like a little bit of a passion for like radio and like podcasting and stuff, but I've never really had the resources or like time to really dedicate to it. Um, mm-hmm. Plus, you know, the stereotypical like radio is dying, you shouldn't do it, blah, blah, blah. So I always kind of yeah. try to stay away from that. But if I have an opportunity, I was like, I'm going <laughs> to do it. I want to try it. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, first of all, you have a great voice. For Thank you. Not even radio, like just, you know, speaking. Right. Uh, just, I get you know, that recording. sometimes. I used to be very self-conscious about my voice, especially back in school, because, um, you know, how little young boys are. They're like, oh, you sound like a man. What's that about? And I was like... Dude, I had the same thing. It's the worst. <laughs> Can I just say, you're one of the few people who actually have, like, um, as deep of a voice as me, if yeah. not deeper, but I can't really tell. <laughs> 
it's weird. <laughs> when I was in primary school, uh, I'm from Singapore, by the way. So oh, cool. we do like, you know, primary, secondary, not like high school. Right. But equivalent would be, um, I think, grade one through six. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Like a lot of people would be like, uh, you went through puberty a lot earlier than most guys. It is like Because my voice will be cracking and like, you know. It still cracks. <laughs> I'll be talking to my dad and be like, hey, can you change the shit? I'm like, Ugh. Have you come to embrace this part of you though? I think I have. There's occasionally when I'll meet new people and they've never heard it before. Maybe like on a Discord group or something and they'll be like join the call and I'm like oh god okay and so I join the call and they're <laughs> like, like here hey. we go <laughs> and there's like other people who'll be like other girls typically who'll be like oh I have a really deep voice for a girl and I'm like okay and I join it, and they're just kind of like talking regular and so exactly. I'm like well, now I feel bad and they're like oh my god <laughs> like yeah yeah get it out of the way let's go I remember back back in the back in the day um when I was like, when I would like call my friends, I don't oh. know if you guys do that, you know, after school, you're oh, like yeah. so anxious to call them. Her mom would always, my friend's moms would always think like, I'm their boyfriends or something. And yeah. Like, <laughs> That's happened like a, oh my God. A girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. Who are you talking to? None of your business. Are there any other like, in, I guess insecurity is something that kind of comes up at our age, you know? Yeah. And, are there anything else that you're trying to yeah, accept? I guess just my appearance in general, um, <laughs> which is a little self-deprecating, I guess, but it is true, if we're being honest. Uh, I, I'm i pretty okay with myself as a person. I do try to be, you know, a good person. A good as friend. a person? <laughs> I try. It's really hard. No. <laughs> Look, we've been talking for, what, like six minutes? I don't know you very well, but you seem like a generous, kind person, Thank is you. what I'm getting. <laughs> So do you. Which I guess, you know, we all should try to be that. For you know. sure. Yeah. Um, so I'm pretty okay with myself in that regard. But physically, it definitely fluctuates. Just my whole appearance, mm -hmm. if you look in the mirror, it can be anywhere from like, you know, damn, you're looking fine. What's up? Or like, yeah, wow. there we go. Or I can go the other way where I look at myself. And I'm like, wow, you're like literally disgusting. <laughs> like a piece of shit, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah. it's it just kind of depends on the day and like how it's going in general can kind of determine where that slides on. Um, mm. but I am trying to work on it, um, and just in general, get my shit together. Uh, so <laughs> this year is all about getting our shit together. That's really all it is. I remember like, I've never had anyone point out a specific flaw mm -hmm. in my appearance, but then there was one time I remember like, it was kind of shocking. You know, the first time when you receive something like, yeah. like a comment oh. and you're like, oh, damn it. Like oh. people actually care about We're just supposed things. to agree with me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's like, guys, let's help each other out. Yeah. And oh. like, yeah, I was just in school and um, one of my friends just asked me like, have you ever thought about getting braces? Mm -hmm. And then he was like, why does your uh, teeth come out like that? And, and I, at first I was like, damn like you know i i never thought like people actually gave a shit about that right but then i think i was at that point thank god like i read books and i i worked on self-improvement and all that shit good. and uh, i managed to i was just like oh it's just an opinion like yeah doesn't matter you know yeah it's funny you say that i actually have invisalign in right now because my whole life i always had really jacked up teeth <laughs> oh what lining uh invisalign they're like Oh, Invisalign. Yeah, I have those in room. 
Dude, I've always wanted to get one of those, but I don't think my teeth structure is um, suited for it because I think you need like a specific. You right. Know, yeah. I think shit. mine are just like crooked and also like a bit overcrowded, they said. Something like that. Hmm. Did um, you have to do surgery and stuff to make room? Uh, I don't know. They just were like, oh, your teeth are messed up. Uh, they scanned my teeth. They're like, here's a bunch of Invisalign. Go fix it yourself. Yeah. Because it was in the middle of the pandemic when I got it. So normally you're supposed to go there more oh. regularly and they'll give you your things. Um, but since yeah. the pandemic, they're like, here's a whole box of like all of them. Just do it yourself. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, oh my God. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm doing it. They're a lot straighter than they started off as. I'm almost done. So that's nice. <laughs> Oh, that's really good. When does it end? Um, I believe if I'm on track, somewhere around late March, maybe early April, the latest. Cool. Yeah. Finally. And throughout this transformation, do you are you like more confident? Yeah, for sure. I was always really self conscious about my teeth growing up. I never liked them. Mm. Um, and smile. Oh, I ne- I still don't in pictures. Come on, you have a great smile. <laughs> it's so weird. I <laughs> I like my smile now, but I'm so used to not smiling ever that mm. when I'm in pictures I'm like how do I smile I'm like Ugh. and then you end up looking like a murderer Literally. and it's just like a whole thing and my dad's like just smile open your mouth I'll just do the closed mouth one and he like think it's something funny like fart so I'm like okay you got me there <laughs> no, I have the mind of a 12 year old oh your, your dad seems so great yeah he's pretty great I can't complain too much do you guys have like a a fun relationship like that kind of like best friend um Man, I don't know. I've never really thought too deeply into it. I've kind of been like, that's just my dad. Um, yeah. He's definitely, it's one of those things where I'm the youngest and I'm also the only girl. So he kind of, oh. you know, what is it called? Like daddy's little girl kind of vibe. Yeah, it takes care of you. Very more. overprotective, um, which I appreciate and I do understand. But sometimes it definitely does get on my nerves. It's like, dude, relax. I'm fine. <laughs> um, Same. Oh, God. It's, yeah, I, I honestly feel like I'm talking to another version of myself (laughs) i've never had this before yeah um but yeah i i have an older brother Mm. and my parents still call me like princess yeah i'm just like guys come on now i'm trying to be you know a little bit more independent yeah (laughs) like you try and they just somehow make it like pull you back in a little bit and i'm like come on exactly i know Uh, i don't know it's i mean i appreciate it because um I do have um, some chronic illnesses that are not good to, it's kind of a little bit harder to be more independent and like take care of yourself sometimes. Uh, I typically don't say what they are only because I'm self-conscious about them, but I trust you, so I will say it. <laughs> but I mean, only if you're comfortable. I don't want you to, oh, no. you know. It's all right. Um, yeah. Honestly, can I, can I just say that <laughs> like you might feel self-conscious now, but <laughs> I honestly think in like 10 years when you listen back. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna be so proud of yourself. I think you know so. it's amazing to kind of see that process. It is. Anyway, <laughs> um, so it's like kind of a mess. But in general, I have a uh, type one diabetes and Graves' disease, um, and some complications along with that, including uh, peripheral neuropathy, which usually means that you kind of lose feeling in your hands and feet. But for me, there's mm-hmm. a way that sometimes it can work the opposite. So where you feel like random bouts of like a lot of pain in your hands and feet and such, and it can travel up or whatever depending. Uh, but that's typically when you're not taking good care of yourself, that can tend to happen or when you're older, like 40s, 50s and up. Um, mm-hmm. So I never thought it would be an issue, but it started a few years ago and it would be like anything for me grabbing a hairbrush in the morning to brush my hair. And I feel like a really bad, like, you know, when you high five someone too hard and it stings really bad. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like that, but like just grabbing a hairbrush. And so I was like, this is fucking weird. And so I went, oh, can I swear? <laughs> no, please. Okay. Please then, be yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you can so that. I went to the doctor and I was like, what's this about? I don't know what's going on. And they performed a bunch of tests, um, which one of them was like, mm-hmm. it was really weird. One of them was like strapping me to a bed and like giving me little shocks in my body. And I was like, this is fucking weird. <laughs> um, but- okay, that's, that sounds straight up like what people do in you know a, a mental right i was like i'm not gonna like break out and punch you <laughs> like it hurt yeah it's like shock therapy almost. yeah like, it was weird mm-hmm. it was a bit painful but it wasn't like anything too bad so i was like okay yeah. just get this over with and then right. at the end of it they didn't even give me a proper diagnosis with it they're just like you probably do have it from diabetes but like uh, and i was like oh cool okay so <laughs> oh so okay so it was carried on from the diabetes yeah that's what they mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's what they assume at least um because there's not mm-hmm. really any other explanation they could think of um yeah. they did say it was kind of strange and i was like well why did i not take good care of myself because i'd always been very like responsible and independent with my care um but they're like no just sometimes it's just you have bad luck it happens shit happens so i'm like oh okay well cool <laughs> so at least they're being honest, right? They are. A lot of this stuff that I got, I have no genetic history of, and a lot of it is just genetics. So I was oh. like, did it just happen? They're like, I guess so. So yeah. kind of stuck a lot of shit like that. Um, I have a lot of allergies to certain things and just a lot of other mm-hmm. stuff. So I, and it all happened really fast. I was relatively perfectly healthy um, my whole life until the summer right before high school. And it kind of all went to shit. <laughs> Wait, was was there like a turning point or something like things that happened or it just came randomly? It was pretty random. Um, like I said before then I was pretty I mean I was always pretty overweight as a kid, but that's not like an own thing. Um mm. it just one day in the summer, um I like right when summer break had started, I felt really sick all of a sudden and I I had been walking outside a lot in the sun, so I was like, maybe I'm just in the sun too much. It's like getting to me. And I came inside and I was like, hey dad, I don't feel good. And he was like, oh, maybe it's heat exhaustion. Just kind of drink water, rest, blah, blah, blah. And I did. And then it went on for like another day or two. And I was like, this isn't getting much better. In fact, it's probably getting worse. So mm-hmm. he was like, okay, maybe we should consider taking you to the hospital soon. And I was like, maybe. And then that night, it was my dad's birthday, which is kind of bad timing. But that night yeah. I was like unbelievably exhausted. Like the most sleepy I've ever been in my life. And I was like, I need to go to sleep. I'm so tired. I can't stay awake. And my dad's like, you know, maybe you should go to, but he's getting really worried. He's like, I don't like this. And I kept saying, no, that's fine. I don't want to bother the doctors if it's just going to be something like little and I don't want to make them, I don't want to embarrass myself and whatever, be a burden on people. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, no, you need to go. And finally got to the point where they're out running an errand late at night. And my brothers were watching me to make sure I was okay. And I just told him like, I can't stay awake anymore. I need to go to sleep. And I was about to go to my bed and sleep when my parents rushed home and they're like, that's it. Like something wrong in my gut. You need to go to the hospital. They rushed me to the hospital. They did some tests on me and kept me awake because I was about to knock out. And the doctor, after all that came in and she was like, it's so good that you brought her here to the hospital because if she would have went to bed, she probably would have died in her sleep. And I was like, huh (laughs) so I was like okay I I was like then what is it what's up and then they gave me the diagnosis and all that and it was all at once for the autoimmune diseases they're like you got type 1 and Graves disease so you're gonna have to stay here for a while and you're gonna have to basically change your life in terms of how you live and take care of yourself so I was like Mm -hmm. okay um it's the whole process I was never like emotional I was kind of just like okay like what do I need to do blah 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 
my parents were the ones that kind of were like just m- messes like crying and stuff um yeah. so i stayed in the eye you're like taking on the emotional part yeah of you. they were like aren't you upset about this and i'm like not really it's i mean it sucks but like what am i gonna do <laughs> Uh, so I don't know they put me in the ICU for about a week and kind of had to educate me on everything which was a lot to take in but I learned pretty quickly and I got the hang of it and after a while of being transferred to like the general area they finally let me out Um, and Mm -hmm. I've been that was back in 2015 I think my dad's birthday on 2015 so he's like this is the worst birthday present you've ever given me (laughs) like I'm sorry (laughs) But also best birthday because you right. could have not be there. That's true. No. Um, thankful to him because if you guys mm-hmm. listening ever have to go to the doctor, please go to the doctor. Don't like, don't be like. Follow your gut. Yeah, I have always followed my gut and it's always been right. But that one time I was too self-conscious and I almost died for it. So go to the doctor. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> yeah. H- how'd you, well, first, thank you for being honest. Oh yeah, no problem. I know it's kind of like some stories are hard to tell, mm-hmm. but I'm really curious. How do you get to be like that? Like, you don't seem to have any, you know, um, emotion. You, you don't seem to be affected by yeah outside things. That's kind of the weird thing is I'd always assumed I was an emotional person growing up because mm-hmm. I would get emotional over certain things pretty easily. But yeah. it's only when it comes to, like, really serious situations, like crisis, when I'm, like, really calm. Everything else, I'm pretty normal or emotional. But when it comes to, like, emergency situations, I'm always just, like, do what needs to be done. You know, you don't really feel it in the moment. You're just kind of taking the steps, mm-hmm. um, which has been evident in a couple of those, like, crazy stories I mentioned in our talks. Uh, yeah, yeah. I typically don't really show a lot of emotion. And it's not because, like, I choose not to. It's kind of, like... I guess my body feels like I kind of can't because it's focused on getting this task done instead of getting tripped up on your emotions. Um, <clears throat> like, so you like recognize that um, being emotional just adds on yeah, to they, whatever shit that is already. Yeah, I think it's because mm-hmm. I was, I grew up in a very, I don't know, how do I say this? Very like energized, a lot of high emotion kind of environment. So everyone around me was generally very, like, high-strung or, like, either, like, overly, like, angry or upset or just, like, way too loud or just a lot of noise Mm -hmm. all the time. And at first, in school, I was, like, a loud person and I liked being loud. But outside of school and with my friends, I was typically the opposite. And I think it's probably because of that. I wanted to kind of balance the thing out. Yeah, yeah. Um, So I usually don't talk a whole lot or do that much when I'm with other people and even with my family, I'm very like a lot more reserved than they are. Um, so I don't know, maybe it's something about that, that I kind of just, just mm-hmm. my body automatically decided like, you need to like quiet down. <laughs> um, yeah, 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 exactly. Um, but yeah, Whoa. when it comes to a lot of things, I'm just like, no, just, my family will be all like freaking out. Like, oh my gosh, what do we do? What's going on? And I'm just like, can you just like fucking relax? Like, we'll be fine. <laughs> just, like, get it together, guys. Yeah. We have a job to do. I'm trying to think here and you're really distracting me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Whoa. <laughs> Wait, but I think in some ways I am kind of like that, but I know it's because I spend a lot of time in my head. Mm-hmm. Like, the way I let things out is I have conversations with myself. Yeah. Either... Like I write or I just, I literally look at a wall and I like think through oh, stuff. That's interesting. But the, 
like how how do you let those because i'm pretty sure well maybe some some people can do that but do you like just um let it vanish by itself slowly inside you or how do you like let it out right i think everybody does even if they say they don't i feel like most people kind of have to have that sort of thing mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, yeah i think for mine it's kind of a mix it's just whatever i have access to or i'm able to do um because i still struggle with okay now i'm thinking drugs no. <laughs> i don't this sweater has nothing. I don't actually. I swear, <laughs> it was a free sweater. I took it. I like free stuff. <laughs> wait, wait. Tell tell the listeners what you're wearing. It's a shirt with a marijuana plant on it. Uh, or this hoodie. My bad. Yeah. No. It's um. <laughs> well, my dad, in fact, does do weed though. But he mm-hmm. goes to this place. It's like a dispensary, and they have a lot of cool merch. And if you buy enough, they'll give you stuff for free. And this is one of them. And he was like, instead of spending money on clothes, why don't you just get one of these? And I was like, sure. (laughs) I'm really cheap. I'll take anything free. And now you look like you push drugs. I do. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But you know what? This is Oregon. There's weed everywhere. There's drugs everywhere. It's fine. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, yeah, so uh, the ways, I guess the ways I let it out, typically, I guess, are through whatever hobbies I have. Like, I like to write fiction. I draw a lot of digital art online, and I post those. Um, when I can, and that's cool. Yeah, uh, and do you like? Okay, for something kind of sidetrack a little bit for no people who do uh, digital art. Mm. I was wondering, do you like um, copy stuff? Like you, you start from somewhere, or does it just come from your head? It really depends on the artist and their skill level or what they're comfortable with. Uh, for the longest time, I would just do like from scratch for the most part. Obviously, you know, you keep some stuff in mind, but you don't like look at something, um, mm-hmm. which I don't recommend anymore. It's not a good idea. <laughs> but, Is it because it's harder? Like Yeah, it's it a lot a harder lot. without um, references to go off of. Um, you mm-hmm. can, but it definitely hinders your abilities and it's more of a pride thing for me, at least. Back when I did these references, I'm like, I don't need that. It's like cheating. I can do it on my own. And it yeah, didn't yeah, come yeah. out too good. Um, but now I'm definitely <laughs> a lot more open to using references and it's definitely improved my art a lot. So I would recommend, and most artists are good about it, but to use references if you need them. Obviously don't like copy the whole thing, but just kind of yeah. look at it and get an idea. And it really does help. So. Mm-hmm. And you've always been an artist since young? Actually, not exactly. I was never really into art that much until I was about 12 because I discovered an online like series, I guess you could call it. Uh, it's called Ed's World where they, it was just this guy from England who made little cartoons about his friends and they were really fun and I liked them a lot. And I looked up to him a lot and then I had gotten into him in like 2013 and then that same year I found out that he had already been dead for a long, uh, not a long time, about a year because he had passed away from uh, leukemia. Uh, so I, I kind of came to the game a little, little late, uh, but mm-hmm. I felt a lot of emotions with that. And I felt like I had kind of gotten to look up to them so much that I wanted to kind of, kind of, I guess, pursue in their footsteps. Yeah, like carry on their legacy. In a sense, yeah. Um, and I was just like, this seems cool. Maybe I can do it. And so I started teaching myself and obviously it started off horrible because I'd never had any experience with drawing before. Um, but, you know, I've just been practicing this entire time since then, like constantly. Uh, so it's gotten a good bit better and I'm still trying to improve all the time. Um, but I think mm-hmm. it's gotten to a point where I, people can actually ask me for commissions and I get paid for them. 
So I'm pretty happy. You are good enough. <laughs> what? I mean, obviously, there's always areas to improve. Right. But like, for sure. you're at this point where if people are willing to pay you money. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. That actually, thank you for saying that because there's people like you, and then there's people like me who got into like Captain Underpants books. That was so good. Like, Those went so dude, hard. That was that was the shit, and like that inspired me. I was like. I really like the idea of making your own cartoons and like narrating something. Yeah, and I I couldn't do it. I don't have a sense of like space and how to you know make sure your lines don't go out of whack. But gotcha. anyway, no, it, I, I never continue pursuing it. <laughs> that's totally fine. But everybody starts out like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I oh my god, I went through. I was cleaning my room out recently, like my old room when I was younger and oh I found my old drawings and I looked at them I'm like oh my god they're so bad can you post it please I'm gonna follow oh. you on Instagram just in case they're <laughs> bad it's because back then I was into My Little Pony like a lot like the newer one I know and so I would that's what started was drawing ponies I drew ponies before I drew people and I made a little oh. comic on like a really shitty like notepad yellow piece of paper it was like really yeah, funny. Yeah. they were so hideous I was like oh no <laughs> But I'm glad my dad was encouraging because I'd take him these horrible, like, ugly, drawn things. I'd be like, don't you like it? I made a comic. He's like, wow, you're so amazing. You should be an artist. I love your dad so much more now. Wow. It's so funny. Oh, no. Like, honestly, sometimes all we need is a little bit of encouragement yeah. to, like, really push us down that path, you know? For sure. I know if, if I didn't get that back then, I probably would have given up because there were a lot of times where I, even now sometimes, I get so, like a bad art day or whatever you call it, and I'll just mm -hmm. be like, why am I still doing this? Like, I'm at the point of, like, frustration where I'm, like, a little tearied up. And I'm like, I'm so annoyed. And I'm like, why yeah. do I keep doing this? But then, like, I think about it. And I have, I've my entire life, I've always had this habit of, like, constantly making, I guess, animating in my head. So whenever I listen to music or anything else, it was never really like in a real life sense. It was always like in a cartoon animated style, very fluid and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So I would always get that in my head and be like, I want to see that become a reality. But I was like, you know, I'm, nobody's going to make that what's in my head. <laughs> you know, that's so abstract. So I was like, I guess I have to make it myself. So that was kind of another main motivator. So I kind of when I have those ideas, you have to get it out. Yeah, it's a really a way of kind of getting all those dumb ideas out of my head. Um, yeah. So I guess the one thing that kind of keeps me drawing is that, like, you know, I keep having ideas, and I'm like, no one's gonna make it if I don't. So I might as well. Yeah. That's so cool. It's like you know, I I spoke with a writer. Mm -hmm. um, her name is June Converse. She was actually one of the guests in the earlier episodes right. and i was asking her i was really curious about like where she gets her ideas from and how she got started into writing mm -hmm. and she was like she just had these ideas that she had to get on paper otherwise she couldn't function yeah you and can't i was like whoa yeah. i've never had well actually this podcast thing was <laughs> kind of like that yeah. like i was like I literally cannot do anything else until I make this idea come to life. For sure. It definitely distracts you. It's not good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And honestly, it's like a blessing. It is. A lot of people, I've, I remember I met somebody like last year in college uh, and it was this dude who I was working on a project with because we were in like a creativity class. It was very mm -hmm. like abstract. It was something about like creative problem solving. And we were on a group project together for the final thing. And he was like, 
pros and cons, we had to like rate each other on pros and cons. And he was like, oh, my con is that I'm not creative at all. And I'm like, how do you do that? Like, what? How do you not? That's not how it works. Everyone can be creative. And he's like, no, I, I, uh. and I'm like, huh? So yeah, it's just weird. I never thought of that. I thought everybody kind of had that innate sort of thing going on. And mm-hmm. maybe they do and they just don't realize it, but it kind of just threw me for a loop. And I was like, I guess I'm, it's a blessing and a curse. I don't know. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's like you're always haunted by it. Always. But the good thing is, you know, I think art, art and drawing is a skill that like you can carry it with you till you're like 90. Yeah, it's wild. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't yeah. know. It's good though, I guess. You reminded me of this... Um, painting that i saw i think maybe the moma or something Hmm. where um the the painter would listen to a soundtrack and then they'll like paint yeah with it yeah exactly do do you have those kinds of moments yeah i've actually noticed this with a lot of artists is that i have noticed that a lot of them have that thing where they have to be listening to music or some sort of Mm -hmm. audio thing while they're working because if you don't it's just you silently at a desk just doing this for hours yeah. and hours the same lines over and over and it kind of right. drives you nuts so you to kind of kind of fill in the noise you have to kind of listen to something and I always have songs that I kind of I got the inspiration from or that kind of fit with what I'm drawing and I'll play those on repeat or on a playlist while I'm drawing for hours and that's mm-hmm. always how I get through them because I feel like without music and even in life in general I've I, this might be just like not a good thing but i have like an addiction to listening to music so i have me all day every day if i take them off i feel very uncomfortable yeah wait hang on give me one second my battery's flashing i need to um (laughs) charge it i forgot that no worries little intermission for the listeners yeah oh my god you're so professional thank you (laughs) no problem wish we had elevator music (laughs) yeah 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 exactly maybe i'll insert some um what what was i gonna say i forgot oh just now you said that you had difficulty paying attention yeah right but it seems like for some reason when you get into your art you're like lost in this other world i definitely do get in the zone um i could work for hours because i'm just so determined to get this done and get it done right and if i Mm -hmm. especially if i'm struggling with something i'll just get really locked on it and try to get it right um to the point where (laughs) with my homework i'll look at it for like five minutes and be like i can't do this anymore (laughs) but when i'm drawing i could literally like forget to eat and it'll be like 10 p.m and i'm like i haven't had dinner (laughs) so maybe i but look at this awesome drawing that i I got a hand done hell yeah Yeah. i had adrenaline for breakfast lunch and dinner eat off that oh man it's it's really weird um yeah i've always had issues with like paying attention and also having like horrible memory it's not good (laughs) oh really yeah it's not good at all my mom has to remind me like i've been taking these pills for like since i got diagnosed in 2015 and every day every morning and i still forget almost every day to take them and my mom has to remind me and she's like in her early 50s and she has really bad memory herself and she's the one who's like take your pills and she'll tell me like three times i'm like right gotcha i'm gonna do it (laughs) (laughs) just like write it on your hand or something literally because she's like why don't you put an alarm i'm like because then i just dismiss the alarm because i assume it's something important (laughs) yeah it doesn't work i've tried all all kinds of things i've tried the thing where like oh if i take the pills i'll flip the bottle upside down to know i already took it 
because sometimes I don't oh, remember really if I even took it. Because like, mm. mom will be like, "Did you take it today?" And it'll be like five p.m. and I'm like, "I don't know if I did or not," and I don't want to like mm. take too much, so I'm like, "I don't know." Um, so I have a confession: is like when I'm in the shower, mm -hmm. I sometimes forget that I've already put on shower gel. Oh. And like I do it twice, same thing with shampoos. Extra clean. But that's only if like I have shit in my head that you know. Yeah. I'm oh man, that's understandable though. Like that happens. It's people forget things really easily, especially if you have so much going on. It's kind of easy to get distracted in all the noise. That's like something I really want to pay pay more attention to. Is like get rid of the distractions, you know, and like really pay attention to what I'm doing. Yeah. Thank you for the phone. Like. Yeah. <laughs> I really just uh, want to like be in the zone and mm -hmm. this I'm in the zone yeah. that's why like I'm so obsessed with this because like yeah it's really fun um you know sometimes we just have to like create these little spaces for ourselves to get lost into for sure it's how you stay sane really yeah oh god, oh, god. <laughs> we're like going into a <laughs> reflective state now wow, that happens all the time where i just stare out yeah. into nothing and just like my mind goes blank and I'm like, oh god it's not good yeah it's worse when i do it i don't mean to i swear but like i'll sometimes space out looking directly at somebody and for real oh my god i hope you're not doing that now no uh <laughs> um but like in class like back in biology class when we were still in person my freshman year I remember mm -hmm. I was like clocking out because it happens all the time, like constantly. So I was clocking out, but I happened to be looking right at somebody while they were talking to me. But it was just like a distant, far off look. And they're like, why are you staring at me like that? And I'm like, huh? I'm like, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, you weren't listening to me. And I'm like, I'm trying. You gotta, you gotta like, you, you know, you gotta snap your hands. You have to. It's weird. It'll be like, because you, not only are you like not, like you just zoned out thinking about, either any everything at once or nothing at all there's no in between so mm -hmm. it's like yeah. that but then also your vision kind of goes unfocused it's weird. yes yeah i hate mm -hmm. it it's so weird because yeah. like and you just gotta snap back into attention and it i'll be like okay no more distractions gotta focus and it'll just happen again <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 i know Wait, but what are you distracted about that, like I, what's um, bothering you um i guess i've always been a very like anxious uh what's the word hypervigilant, paranoid, I don't know, something like that, person, mm -hmm. so I just think about stuff all the time, even if it's not that important, um, I'll just constantly be running it through my head, or, like, things like, um, if this scenario happens, like, the worst case scenario, what am I going to do, and then, if that goes wrong, what do I do after that, like, weird abstract stuff that doesn't matter, it's, like, maybe if I'm struggling with, like, um, financial aid problems, and trying to get that worked out or something, I'll be like, yeah. okay, well, what if they don't accept my thing? What am I going to do? And I'm like, oh, well, then I'm going to have to drop out, but then if I drop out, what kind of job would I have to take to, you know, it's, it's weird. Whoa, so you really, like, spiral into it. I do, all the time, mm -hmm. um, and it's weird. I try not to, because my parents, you know how parents, <laughs> you'll, like, vent to them about, like, oh, my God, I'm going through so much stuff. Like, just be more positive. You're too negative. And it's like, thanks, that really <laughs> helped. I... <laughs> Never exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god okay so one like really bad thing that i do is like when someone's really angry and i know i know that what i'm gonna say will like make them even more do you tell them to calm down yeah. oh my gosh you're on the list no it's a joke i'm like you need to calm down why are you like you know all over the place and then they just switch off for like a week and then i lose a friend now oh. it's like 
yeah honestly though oh, like dude. um wait do you, do you um do you have an anger problem yes <laughs> for real yeah um it's weird i i said a lot about things but i'm just fucking ridiculous uh i guess it's weird because like i am generally very laid back about like just most things in life if there's like actual yeah. problems going on i'm like it's fine we can figure it out i'll get stressed mm -hmm. but i won't get like angry generally um mm -hmm. i'm generally pretty laid back and my friends even say it themselves like oh you're really like relaxed and chill and i'm like am i because i feel like not um yeah. but but you don't know the half yeah, of what's, you don't going, know what's on going on there. Real noggin. um but like when it comes to the most minor stuff like this is a big problem i have I like to cook um, when I'm not lazy. And so when I am cooking, um, if I make even the small film mistake, that's not even that bad. Like maybe I flipped the omelet and a part of the little piece broke off or like it didn't go very well. I yeah. will literally start tearing up with anger. It's bad. I don't know why, but like I get so like enraged at myself mostly. I'm like, you know, wow, like you really messed that up. And mom's like, it's fine. You know, you should have asked me to help you. And I'm like, I don't need help. And like, I won't say that. But like in my head, I'm like, I could do it on my own. I'm just, <clears throat> and I just get really mad. Mm -hmm. And I'll like fight back like a little angry frustration tears. And I'll be like, we're fine. Mm -hmm. You just got to keep moving. Yeah. And it's weird. I don't know why. I get it sounds like when it comes to things that you can't control, you totally detach. Mm -hmm. but the things that you can have some mild control over you're like a perfectionist oh yeah that's why i don't get my homework done because obviously a i'm lazy but two when i actually do focus in and do it i'm like like when you write a paper and you're like the first mm -hmm. sentence has to be perfect and you oh my god yeah. won't move on unless you get that first intro sentence in and so i waste so much time and it's like just work on the body paragraph first and then do the introduction mm -hmm. but i just get yeah. two in my own head that i forget and i'll waste like three hours and get like half a paragraph done and it's just it's yeah. bad so well I don't, know. I don't know if this i don't know if this will help but i was in the same situation and the thing that got me out of it was mm. i have accepted that all first anything is shit like That's a good way first, first job first episode whatever it's like, be shit. Once you truly accept that things are going to be bad <laughs> in the start, it's so much easier. And then you can write a lot better, you know? It's true. I really like, didn't know that. Man, mm -hmm. I've never been one to write, like, drafts. Um, unless Really? I, unless I absolutely have to. Like, my teacher's, like, over my shoulder, like, for rough draft, then final draft. And I'll be like, yeah, okay, yeah. fine, I'll do it. And then you, like, change one word. <laughs> like, literally, I don't know how to revise or edit. Like, now I do better. Like, I know how to do that a bit more. But when I was younger, mm -hmm. I'm like, what does it even mean? Like, does it just mean, like, change some words or, like, fix any, like, little errors? And I would do that. But they'd be like, try to see, like, what the other perspective, how you'd write in that. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I already considered those. Yeah, like, I already did spend so much time making it exactly how I want it. Why would I want to change it just for funsies? Like, I don't see the... Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I spent so much time on making it perfect. Why would I want to edit it or revise it or whatever? And so, unless they were really, like, looking over my shoulder, I would just, like, either not change it at all and turn it in, or right. I would change, like, something minor that makes it look like I revised it, and then i turn it in. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, these days, I still don't. Honestly, I still don't do rough drafts. <laughs> I just will do one. It's a hard habit to It is. To I'll just have yeah. the one draft. And if I don't like something, I'll go back and, like, erase it and adjust things. But I don't, like, mm -hmm. kind of redo or like relook at the whole thing i'll just look for yeah, yeah, yeah. Fix them. so yeah like you don't go into something thinking it's gonna be changed yeah no i only do it if necessary so mm -hmm. something i gotta work on because sometimes i'll look back on things i 
do that with and I'm like I really could have done this instead (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it's fine don't dwell on it like mm -hmm. it's wacky I'm pretty sure you've uh, had people ask you this, but do you have any goals? Dare I say, you know, apart from staying alive this year? (laughs) Um, I don't know. I'm one of those people who was constantly changing their careers every five seconds. I'll be like, I want to Really? So what's today? Oh, today? I don't even know. I just woke up. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, I don't, I guess I was literally this week. I wanted to be a policy analyst. And now I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it really just you can easily fall into imposter syndrome. Yeah, you you know. Yeah, what, especially like policy analyses or anything research based. Yeah, it's rough. Um, I just I look at things, and since a lot of the careers and stuff are shifting these days, so instead of a bachelor's, a lot of them need a master's or more. Um, mm-hmm. I never anticipated that. I was like, I'm gonna get my bachelor's and then I'll be set and I'll just go to work. Um, maybe that's because times have changed so recently, or maybe I just didn't do enough research. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. But I always assumed that. And so now when I look at careers, a lot of them need a master's, at least the ones I'm interested in. Um, you need a master's or higher. And I'm like, I already am struggling with school as it is. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if I can handle more school and more debt. Um, Mm -hmm. so I just don't know if I want to go through with that, but I guess I have to, if I want to do that. I was kind of expecting you to be like, art is my thing. Like, I'm just doing school for school and, uh, I want to build something. (laughs) It was, um, when I was very young and naive, um, I was like, I'm going to be like a famous animator or like a whatever, I don't know. Work for Disney or something. Something like that. And I was like, wow, I'm going to be, or like maybe make a YouTube series and I'll get blow up and be great or whatever. I don't know. Uh, mm-hmm. But um, as I got older, I kind of realized that I don't want to do that as a career. And I think that would actually mm-hmm. kill my love for art. Um, mm-hmm. I do do, obviously, like I said, I do commissions like on the side if I need money, um, which I do. <laughs> but, <laughs> Everyone needs for it. Yeah. Sure. Oh man, got a solid 40 bucks in my account. <laughs> Um, and that's a good day. So um, I do that and I'm fine with that because it's not such a constant thing. Um, but I feel like if I was drawing what other people wanted all the time for money, it would definitely ruin any love I had. Uh, oh, that's true. So yeah. my dad always encouraged me though. He's like, you're so good at art. Why don't you do an art career? And he constantly pushed me to that because I'd always complain that I didn't have like a passion or like a career I didn't look forward to that much right now. And he's like, do art, do art. And I'm like, that's not good. I can't do that. I know mm-hmm. myself and I know that I'm going to hate it if I make that my job. Yeah. Um, and so he always begrudgingly be like, all right, well, you know, it's up to you. You know, you know yourself best. And I'm like, yeah, I do. And so <laughs> um, I just. I, it's so like awesome that you really trust your gut. I do. It's something that I've like gr- growing up in my family. I don't know if it's the Asian culture or whatever, mm-hmm. but like. I'm kind of taught not to trust my gut. I'm kind of taught mm-hmm. that everyone around me, um, the advice that they give me mm-hmm. is the correct one just really? because they're older and they Ouch. have more wisdom, right? you know? And like, yeah. And then I had all these like instincts or like intuition, mm-hmm. but I've always kind of not listened to them because mm-hmm. I'm always like, it's stupid. It's like, it's different from what everybody else thinks. Right. And, yeah but I I need to be more like you you know (laughs) 
it's very mature to have a passion but know that it's not going to be something yeah uh, that you can monetize yeah i think a lot of people kind of get into this idea that they have to make a career out of what they're passionate about and you don't have mm-hmm. to um obviously you don't have to get rid of it in your life that's not at all but you can make mm-hmm. it like a hobby or like a, a little side hustle whatever you need that can kind of fill that and kind of help you out at the same time is great um right. but i feel like your career can literally just be what you don't hate or like decently like and that pays the bills and then and then you get good at that yeah yeah and so you can kind of prosper with that and then maybe you'll have enough side time because you're so good at your job to pursue your hobbies outside of work and I think that's mm-hmm. kind of what I want to do is I'll just get a job in something that I'm okay with and I maybe even enjoy a bit um, but I'm not passionate about so that I can do things that I like outside of that mm-hmm. um, so you it's already a given the possibility that your day job is gonna be you know something that just to pay the bills basically i mean obviously i'm always open to maybe i will find something you know that i really enjoy Mm -hmm. and i'm always open to that but i don't really have like the expectation that like i'm gonna i'm gonna find something that i love you know i'm kind of be like you know i'll be fine with it i'm cool with it and i'll get to the day and i'll pay the bills and then when i get home i can i don't know play volleyball or i can draw digital art whatever i have time for um and i kind of I don't want to say resign myself to the fact, but I've definitely gotten a lot more comfortable with it. It's not scary to me that I'm going to have like an okay job or like even a nine to five office job. I've never really minded. Um, as a kid, I actually thought it was really cool to work in an office because I was like, wow, I get, my own, really? I get my own desk and I get to like on the phone and all that. I was like, that it was so cool. <laughs> oh, right. Because you loved interacting with people. Yeah, I think so. And I just liked, it felt like you were busy and like, productive in office job you know kind of like doing things at least it's how it was portrayed in media um yeah. <laughs> so i really I, shit. Yeah, yeah i idolized or whatever um and i remember i liked so much that when i was in high school they give you an option to work in the main office as basically a receptionist they just don't pay you because they're assholes <laughs> but i was like yeah. i always want to work in an office and this is my chance to get some experience so i did it and i did it i think twice um because it's like a semester thing and I really enjoyed it, actually. I found that I, it was really fun. It was the one class I looked forward to a lot um, during the day was yeah. just working as reception, um, answering phone calls, uh, delivering notes to different classes, um, you know, working on the computers. I really liked it. Um, yeah. And like helping people out and interacting um, was nice. So I always felt like it was a nice thing to kind of fall back on if I couldn't find a passion because mm-hmm. I decently enjoyed it. Um, but uh, I remember before I went to college, I was kind of uncertain about what I wanted to do with myself because I had considered community college or even just not going at all. Um, mm-hmm. And my parents, <laughs> they're Mexican parents and they didn't really have an education uh, compared to mine. So they were like, go to college, you need to go to college. And so I was like, God damn it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. It's like, but guys, you th- you turned out fine without. <laughs> Literally. Oh my gosh. It's, I mean, I get it, but still it's annoying. Because no, yeah. my mom, she... I think she had to drop out after sixth grade because she was from a small little town in Mexico and she couldn't afford to continue. And so yeah. she can't really do a lot of things. Even she struggles even writing in her own like native language. So I have to help her sometimes. But my dad dropped out after 10th grade um, and that was just him. I don't know. But they put a lot of value on education for that reason. And so they're like, you know, need to do better than we did. Need to be the first in our family to go to college, blah, blah, blah. 
And I was like, that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> I don't, it's a lot of pressure, yeah. Um, I don't know. I've, I've been like thinking about this. It's like, I don't know where to draw the line with fulfilling the expectations of our parents for the lives that they didn't get to lead. Yep. But it's like, at what point do you say like, okay, that's enough. Like, it's time for yeah. me to like do what I want to do. It is. It's really hard to, in general, it's hard to make boundaries with your parents. Um, because it's such a- Be- because technically we do owe them a lot. Like they did raise us, yeah. you know, for God. our life. If, oof, if I had worse parents, I would have been fucked. <laughs> like, Seriously? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm very, they always praise me as like, not really but like I was a good kid and blah 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 all that stuff. But in actuality, I was a lazy little fucker. I didn't. I got by skating through barely with a lot of stuff. They don't know about. Um, I'm sure they know. They just don't tell me. But like I was very much a C average student, and I would. I remember in seventh grade, I got an after school detention. Um, I forgot why. I think it's because I was tardy too many times. Um, they were pretty strict. And I'm like, I can't let my dad find out I got an extra school detention because I live very far away and he'd have to give me a ride home. Um, oh. So I'm like, the ride home's going to be like, I'm in trouble. <laughs> so I went yeah. to the office and the office ladies were cool with me, um, even though I was like a little troublemaker at that point in my life. Because um, it was just like a rough period in my life. So I kind of lashed out in school a little bit. Um, so I would get what detentions happened? a lot. Huh? What happened? Uh, just like personal stuff uh, that goes oh. wrong and teenage angst and all that mixed together didn't go very well yeah, um, totally. yeah and so I was I wasn't doing like horrible things I was just I would constantly talk when we weren't supposed to or I would say like no filter just saying swears or inappropriate in oh. class talking back to my teachers all that stuff so mm-hmm. this one teacher specifically would give me detentions all the time shout out to Mr. Montgomery and you're not probably listening <laughs> to this but whatever um he gave me like 20 detentions total in that one year and so whoa it was bad that's the only year were you like the black sheep in the school kind of yeah um for a period especially that year I was um that was the only year that I was sort of popular but that was only because I was so loud and out there that the popular girls were like oh she's funny blah 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 Mm -hmm. I was like yeah and I liked it I liked being popular ish Mm -hmm. um but then after that year it just vanished and I was never really popular after that so I was like that was very beneficial. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, what else can I do to you? Yeah, know? <laughs> I liked impressing them and stuff. It was fun because I've always been like the entertainer type, um, mm. especially with like friends or things like that. I'm always like the loud, funny one or whatever. Um, mm. uh, so I liked that a lot, um, and I would act out. But that one day, I got an after school detention because I forgot why. I think I was tardy too many times. So I went to the office and I was like, oh man, I'm in trouble. Uh, Cause at that point my dad had no idea about the detentions cause they're all during lunch typically. Um, mm-hmm. But this time I'm like, how do I get out of this? So I went to the office and I went to the ladies and they're pretty cool with me despite, you know, me being a little shit. And they're like, hey, how's it going? And I was like, hey. And I like tried to like smooth talk one of them. <laughs> and I was like, oh man, you know, it's really rough these days. And she's like, why, what's going on? I was like, well, I got this after school detention and I understand why, you know, I get it, but I don't have a ride home and I live all the way over here. So I can't get home. Mm-hmm. If I go after school, I need to take the bus home. I don't have an option. And it, technically it was true. If I didn't have a ride, I would be screwed but I probably would get a ride. Um, And so she was like, really? And I was like, yeah, it's just hard, you know? And then I kind of think, put in some little compliments here and there to her. Right, right, yeah, class. Yeah, and after a while she was like, if you need me to, I can talk to somebody and we can turn that after school into like a week's worth of lunch attentions. I'm like, 
you got it. Yeah. So, <laughs> Whoa, that's a big prize though. It is. So I was, I'll take it. A week of lunch detention isn't that bad. So I took it and I never told my dad about the after school <laughs> until like much later. Hopefully he's not listening to this. Yeah. I'm sorry, dad. I'm a good kid. <laughs> I did nothing wrong. I plead the fifth. Um, yeah. So middle school is just garbage. I hated that middle school. <laughs> yeah yeah oh my God. high school was more fun it wasn't great but it was more fun i mm-hmm. i didn't you like the people more yeah i feel like at the start maybe freshman sophomore year it was kind of iffy it was just okay mm. but once you get to like especially senior year everyone stops caring about popularity they're all pretty chill right. um which was nice uh i actually remember this is a weird thing uh during i think my i think it's my senior year i think i took my sat very late i took it once mm-hmm. and i didn't study at all because I'm very irresponsible. That's me too. Yeah. And it, oh, sorry, studying yeah. and stuff, and I just like looked over and I'm like, I don't know. I threw, <laughs> but somehow I managed to get a decent score. So I don't know how that happened, but I did. Um, but I had to take the SAT. I'm thinking of my senior year because I put it off like very last minute, mm. and I went to the thing, the place and time. And I, when I was there, I found this the girl who she pretty much if not one of if not the most popular girl in my grade um and she was stereotypical no offense to her she's listening you're great but she was stereotypical kind of like blonde mean girl type oh so i was like "Mm," you know and throughout middle school she kind of always been a jerk to me a little bit um i don't know why i didn't really do anything to her but i remember i had a lot of anxiety and i still do with like public Mm -hmm. speaking or uh, anything like that and in the specific class we had in middle school, you have to, when you answer a question, they call you, you have to stand up and say the answer. I don't know why, but it was a requirement. That's terrifying. I know, and that and also like when you need to read stuff. Yeah. And they make you, oh my God, that's yeah. horrible. And, and it was worse yeah. because that class was like two classes together. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but it had like- Oh, that's that. so big. Yeah, it's like one class and then you have like a set of stairs, like just a little one and then it's like another class. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. weird, but we'd have to read and stuff. And so one time I got called on and I remember I stood up and I was trying to read, but I was really nervous. And I have, I don't know if it's noticeable here because I try to keep it down as much as I can, but I had it mm-hmm. worse back then. I had a lisp a bit. So I couldn't really, S's were pretty hard to say. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I was TH a lot. And so I was reading and stuff. And also I would mumble or like not be loud enough. And so this girl who's sitting kind of nearby-ish, she was like, um, excuse me, miss, whatever the fuck. Um, she's not reading loud enough. Can you get her to speak up, please? I can't even understand her. And I was just like, oh my God. That's, oh my God. Okay. And so uh, I was like, what is wrong with the, like <laughs> kids? <laughs> Oh, uh, puberty angst I they're evil dude I know. It's, like- it's just weird stuff and then one time in school I don't want her to get like canceled or anything I'm sure she's a bigger person now because she seems to be on the other side more activist kind of person now but back in middle school we had a thing in English class because she was in my English class yeah we were talking about like culture and like domestic violence something like that I don't know why mm-hmm. but we we're talking about it and at one point it got to like you know, how certain cultures have a higher prevalence with others and stuff. And we got onto Latino culture and me being Mexican, I was interested and I was listening, but then I forgot yeah. what it brought it on, but she raised her hand or something. And at some point she's like, she's offhandedly was like, I just feel like, don't you guys think there's a lot of like Mexicans around here? Like, I don't know. Like, it's kind of, and I'm like, the fuck you just say? I was like an angry kid. Same girl. Yeah. Same girl. And I was like two sheets away. And she's an activist now. Yeah, I know. It's weird. She's like, she was, and you know what? 
I will give her the benefit. I know. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. I really do believe people change, but at yeah. that point in time, she was an asshole. Oh yeah, she was. And I'm not going to drop your name, but I'm sorry for listening to this. I'm yeah, going to respect yeah. you now, but you needed to chill out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But she said that offhandedly, and I was an angry kid at that point. And that teacher was, she knew me really well. She, we always stay after her class and we'd kind of vent about stuff and she'd comfort me about things. So she knew me to know that that would have pissed me off. So she, the teacher looked over me and she's like, oh God. And so I got up and I'm like, the fuck you just say? And the girl was like, I'm you just, did I'm that? Saying. Yeah. And the teacher was like, Adeline, relax, calm down. You're okay. And mm-hmm. I was just like, all right, whatever, fine. So I didn't yeah. like her uh, for obvious reasons. Um, <laughs> but um, but you weren't the only Mexican. No, actually, there was, I think a lot of, there's like about half probably were Mexican, if not, maybe a little bit less, but it was still yeah. a decent like size. Yeah. Um, which made it so weird. And it's funny, I guess it is because we're like a more rural area, not the stereotype, but mm-hmm. there, I did experience a good a handful of tastings of racism uh, yeah. pretty blatantly throughout my school years um, that were not fun, but I don't know. I just, it was weird. And so I didn't like it for the longest time, but when we were in senior year, I went to take my SAT. We went to the building in time and I bumped into her there and I was like, oh, great. And so, um, <laughs> and it was interesting. She was there and it was relatively early in the morning but still enough mm-hmm. where you should still be able to get ready but she was there like nothing wrong with this I don't wear makeup either but she didn't have any of her usual makeup on she was like her hair was a little bit like messy-ish like bedhead and yeah. had her like pj robe on I'm like you right. go to school yeah. like that like you're always like super well dressed it's just a little weird you know and I was mm-hmm. like okay but whatever and so I'm sorry I thought I heard something <laughs> um oh, okay. and so I was like that's weird and then I noticed her friends came by her usual popular group and they were kind of like teasing her a bit not like mean but just kind of a little off and i was like that's mm-hmm. interesting i kind of just watched from afar and i was like okay and then they kind of just ditched her and they left and then she was just kind of standing there like kind of awkwardly like you know seeming a bit out of mm-hmm. her element and i was like this is a side i've never seen before um, <laughs> and like, then you smile and i wanted to oh god <laughs> I feel bad, but, like, I did a little bit. A little bit of me was, like, oh, this is so, like, cathartic, but, you know? Um, but I, I felt like I didn't have the heart to be, like, ha, ha, what a cunt, you know? So yeah. I didn't. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I went up to her, actually, and I was just, like, you know, hey, what's up? And she was pretty polite. She was, like, hey, you know, how's it going, blah, 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 and we had a little small talk, and I was, like, aren't you going to go with, like, your friends? Like, you're always hanging out with them. And she's, like, ah, oh, no, I don't really want to hang out with them. She's, like, they're kind of assholes, honestly. Like, they're just mean, and I was just, like, really <laughs> so I wonder why <laughs> I don't know because um, she was the leader yeah she basically was um like yeah. uh, so I don't know it was funky and I was just like she's like nah they're just jerks and I don't want to be around them right now I'm just not really feeling that great and I was like oh okay I see and I did kind of feel bad honestly which I wish I didn't I wish I could just be like whatever but I couldn't <laughs> so I was like okay um I'm like well you know and she needed help with something she couldn't find like a certain room so I had to help her find it and then mm. we just kind of had this like nice little conversation, um, mostly small talk, but we was very polite and like very uncharacteristically like just amicable. Um, yeah. And I was just like, I almost felt like she was kind of vulnerable a bit, um, mm. which I'd never seen before since she was always so confident and like never seemed like she had anything going on. Um, yeah. And it kind of made me feel like maybe I was assuming too much about her. Um, and maybe I was just kind of painting her as like a stereotypical person yeah like mean girl yeah and I didn't really consider that she has her own problems so I did kind of feel bad and I tried to keep her company for a while 
and really nice. Yeah, and we just talked for a bit, and she seemed fine, um, almost to the point where I kind of got attached a little bit. I was like, I kind of want to. Oh, I was like, I kind of want to. I think that's what that's what Stockholm syndrome is. (laughs) (laughs) She got a gun to my head. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Okay, no, Um, it was interesting. Um, So I did kind of get a little attached in sense of like, I kind of do want to be your friend. I want to know more about you. Is more of the thing. I think Mm. I was curious. Um, so I just, interesting experience. It didn't last too long, maybe like 15, 20 minutes before we had to get separated to take the exams. And Mm -hmm. I haven't really spoken to her properly ever since. Um, so it was kind of weird to see that shift that I'd never seen before, like that side. Um, but now I see her on Facebook and she's, she seems to be doing all right. And like I said, she's very much an activist, um, with a lot of things like, uh, gay rights, LGBT stuff, um, and like BLM. She was pretty active with that stuff. Which I'm glad. It's great. Um, she even like stood up to her family members who were in the comments like against all that stuff. She'd be like, you know, you're my family, but I don't care. You know, if you're not supporting this, then like, you know, whatever, because it's yeah. rights. And I was like, you go, hell yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I don't hate her at all anymore. Um, I think she was just going through her own shit and yeah. she was taking it out in a bad way. But it's just weird. It was one of those things where I definitely kind of. It kind of turned a point in my brain where I stopped looking at people as just this one thing and I kind of try to consider more like what's going on with them and like I probably don't know everything that's going on um, yeah. so while I do have a right to you know be upset and everyone does to like what happens to you you shouldn't I don't think it's good to personally to purely hate somebody like really bad yeah. unless you something like horrible you know but like um, yeah. if it's just like they're a dick or something I don't think it's right to hate somebody really just move along and don't talk to them really it's all you have to do um because I know a lot of people when I whenever I talk about somebody in my life that's like not the nicest person or did me wrong they'd be like I'll just hate them and they'd be like why can't you just hate them and like you know it's it's not that hard just you know whatever I can never bring myself to hate people it's really weird I honestly think at least for me like it's super exhausting to hate someone it's a lot of work it takes a lot out of me to like yeah I don't know why. maybe my default is just like to let things go and just focus on whatever myself right um but uh when I hate someone I need to like go out of my way to think about I, them and you know I have to waste brain space <laughs> exactly I don't have yeah. much left I can't <laughs> right right yeah yeah and context really matters yeah. it does it's really important in all things um so i don't when people are like oh who's that one person or that one thing you really hate i'm like nothing i don't really hate anything mm-hmm. I, it's too much energy and like because i if i hate something i have to think of like real reasons why and i right. just can't nothing really justifies it to me unless they're like like i said like i don't know a kid diddler or some shit that's something entirely different yeah, yeah, yeah. but like other than that if it's just an asshole i don't really hate anybody so i don't know if, i think people these days are a little bit too with coming back to the whole everybody being emotionally charged i think everybody is a bit too emotional these days yeah which can be good in terms of everyone good. reads every comment as a personal attack yeah. And it's just, we can't talk about things anymore. can. It's, um, and this coming from, you know, politics has been ridiculous this year and even just in this entire administration, really. Um, and I understand that. And I, you know, obviously I have my own opinion. A lot of people have theirs. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with people who see 
the other side of things and like believe other things i might think that they're kind of like arrogant or uneducated or whatever but i don't hate them for it and i'm not gonna like be attacking them per se um mm -hmm. unless they're being like really mean about it and i'll be like hey can you like fuck off <laughs> like, yeah, yeah 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 i mean unless you're going out of your way to like hurt someone yeah or if you're like or if whatever you're spewing is like genuinely harmful to people then obviously yeah, yeah. but if it's just like an opinion i don't care you don't have any mm -hmm. effect on my life i'm not gonna <laughs> lose my job or you know you're not gonna kill me or something i don't know right um so i just feel like people these days are really wrapped up in things that don't concern them but they feel like mm -hmm. it should because they kind of want to be a part of something um even it's just another distraction <laughs> it is it's all a distraction and yeah. it's not good uh it's you need to kind of learn to just live your life worry about yourself because i noticed that a lot of people who do get wrapped up in that stuff often are found with their own little skeletons in the closet and their own baggage mm -hmm. so i think you should probably work your own shit out first or at least at the same time before you start worrying about other people yeah yeah i think it's a lot easier to go out and say shit about you know yeah. other people than actually having to open that up and like deal with your own things everybody is a little bit of a hypocrite deep down everybody uh, a lot of people can dish it out but they don't like taking it even the same mm. with me i am guilty of that too i think everybody is and to some extent um yeah. it's harder to take criticism than it is to give it but uh what what was that like step one to solving problems recognizing that you there is problem. one yeah for <laughs> sure it's really big um but at the same time recognize you have a problem but then don't just leave it at that you actually gotta deal with it of i'm going do that a lot i'll be like i know i have a problem i gotta fix it anyway yeah. <laughs> oh my god wait i i heard um i don't remember some a, a comedian she was saying like these days what we do is like if we see a problem mm -hmm. say there's a pothole right yeah. and like there's something wrong with it it's like open we'll stand around that pothole and say guys there's a pothole don't like it's okay don't don't fall into it guys Bro. it's like there's a pothole and we think we've already done our job, Ugh. but like we don't do anything. No, to it. Oh, it's so true. Sort of like a, a performative activism sort of thing. Um, yeah, right, right. You just be like, you're like, oh, this is awful. How could this person or this thing be like this? And then you're like, well, mm -hmm. I did my civic duty. <laughs> and it's like, no, no, you didn't. You did what everybody on the planet can do, which is acknowledge <laughs> something. Um, I don't right. People really kind of puff themselves up as like activists mm -hmm. or like they really done things to help when you're kind of just talking. And mm -hmm. while it is important, because discussion is super important, especially these days, um, yeah. it's even more important to actually work towards a goal or like work together to get something done. Um, because, you know, first step's discussion, so you can actually all agree on what to do or else nothing gets done. But then you actually mm -hmm. have to do it and i feel like a lot of people have these beliefs but they don't have they don't actually feel like working towards them they're very like flimsy um yeah they'll be like oh well that's just the way things are it's like that's the way things are because nobody will do anything about it <laughs> you have to do something like, about it it's a whole cycle yeah it's everything is really just a self-fulfilling prophecy if you think that's how it is or that's how it's always going to be that's how it's going to be you have to actually mm -hmm. work towards something or do something about it and then maybe it'll change yeah. um which is just a whole issue with pessimism that i even struggle with i'm very much 
on the Same. pessimistic side, um, right. which I'm trying to work on. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. so don't don't be like my parents say, don't be too negative. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but really, don't. Um, as long as you work for something, things will generally be okay. You'll at least have the satisfaction of knowing you did what you could. You seem like someone who has faith in humanity. Like you. <laughs> Tell me, tell me this is true. Like you're as much of a pessimist as you are. You do try to see the good in people and you give people the benefit of the doubt. And like, yeah, uh, I definitely, you know, I think there's good things out there. You're not like totally <laughs> locked out of that. Oh, no. <laughs> um, there's actually a great quote. I forgot who it's by because I watched it like as a secondhand source from like a YouTube video. But somebody mm-hmm. had said it um, on a video and it was like, you know, the world is cruel and it's scary, but there are nice things sometimes. And I think that's really kind of the way I see it, or I agree with it a lot, is that you have to be realistic and not be blindly optimistic because that can lead to a lot of issues um, and a lot of disappointment. But while you can acknowledge that the world is fucked up and it's really hard, there are good things that happen sometimes and there are good people out there. Um, Not everybody is out to get you. And I should say it to myself because mm-hmm. I'm a very paranoid person. But uh, there are good people out there and you you shouldn't have to do everything on your own or only be able to trust yourself. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely have some caution and skepticism of everybody at the start. But you have that's why we have to get to know people because that's how we get to know their intentions. You can't blindly assume everyone's out to get you because you, right. you can't see past the surface level. Um, and same thing with people who are bad people you know, you can't just assume they're purely evil or anything. There are people who are very complex. There's a balance, yeah. yeah. I feel like a lot of the world is grave. Um, it's not a lot of black and whites because uh, a lot of things can be argued. Um, so I feel like there are good people out there and you should get to know them so that you're not mm-hmm. on your own all the time. Because as much as I'm an introvert, definitely, or very, I guess, I don't trust people or like to be around people too much. I can kind of drive myself crazy if I'm alone all the time. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's yeah. the point it's gotten to recently is I'm just looking for people because I'm like, I can't be on my own for this long. Yeah, um, that's something I realized too. But, the, but I'm pretty sure maybe we're the same, which is like, it's exhausting to be in big groups, but these one-to-ones, they're the perfect like sweet yeah. spot. I like like from one to ones yeah. to like maybe a group of like four or something. Like, that's okay, kind of, that's like that's your awkward. ideal. Um, but if it gets more than that, I usually get very overwhelmed and I I just check out. Yeah, I'm like, no, I don't want to be here. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, know. it's funky, but that's just being a quirky introvert, I guess. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I embrace it i i really really think it's a good thing like mm-hmm. whether you're an extrovert or introvert whatever your nature is yeah right there's benefits to all of them really mm-hmm. yeah, i remember i don't know i've always been very quiet and like introspective i guess is the word um like when yeah. i was a kid i was very isolated um i didn't really have friends for a long time I had like little people I'd hang out with from time to time mm-hmm. but I never had actual friends um until man I don't know like I had one good friend in third grade that lasted a while but that was it um before then I was pretty much always on my own um was it like really was it like 
you wanted to make friends, but like no one was reciprocating or it was kind of just closed off. It was kind of a mix of both slash like it varied or fluctuated. Um, when mm-hmm. I was in preschool or kindergarten, somewhere around there, I was more like the, I don't want to be around people, you know, leave me alone mm-hmm. kind of kid. I was very like standoffish, but when I got to like elementary school age and such, I actually did want to make friends, but people just kind of, either there weren't kids my age around me at that time, or they just didn't like me. And so they oh. wouldn't want to hang out with me, which I don't know. I kind of understood and I was okay with, it would make me a little sad, but like, I wasn't like wrapped mm-hmm. up about it. I was just like, okay. Um, mm-hmm. So a lot of times I lived in a, I guess an apartment complex, like a barrio. So like it was a neighborhood of apartment complexes, mostly just all Latinas um, in a lower income setting. Uh, So we were all kind of there and a lot of the kids would come out and play together from all all the apartments into kind of one localized general area. And that was like nice. um, But a lot of times that group of people that we had near us were my brother's friends and my brother's older than me. He's about three years older. Um, Mm -hmm. So you know, it, nowadays, that's not a big deal. But when you're a kid, that's a pretty big difference of age yeah. maturity. So yeah, yeah, like my brother's five years older and we it, weren't that close. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So they kind of saw me as just like the little annoying twerp sister that they didn't want to hang out with. So I would always, I was very oblivious. And I was like, you know, I'll just kind of tag along with you with like my brother. And, you know, I'll hang yeah. with you and your friends and we can have fun. And my brother was like, okay. Because my parents forced him to deal with me, basically. Um, so I would be all excited tagging along because we all rode bikes. We loved bike racing and riding bikes all over the mm-hmm. area. It was so fun. Um, so we did it a lot. And I'd come in, they'd have like their proper like BMX bikes that they go on. And I come in with my little Barbie bike and I'm like, can I meet you guys? <laughs> um that's so cute it was it was funky and so I'd come in and I was like can I I want to race too and they're like yeah uh, and like they they'd either mm-hmm. be like no go away or they'd be like okay fine sure whatever and so I'd join along and I'd race with them but because they were bigger than me I had to kind of to keep up with them I had to pedal a lot faster and like mm-hmm. compensate for that and so I didn't do too bad I would be obviously I wouldn't catch up them completely but I wouldn't be too mm-hmm. far behind um and I think they kind of noticed that. So they're like, okay, you're all right. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to prove myself to them, which was annoying. But I was a kid, so I was like, sure, whatever, I'll do it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and so they kind of always saw me as, like, lesser, I guess I would say. So they didn't hang out with me that often unless they had to. Um, mm. So that left, because I didn't grow up with technology much. Um, obviously, we had some stuff, but it wasn't really my thing for a long time. I just didn't care mm-hmm. for it. So I would spend a lot of my time outside just doing stuff. Um, and since I didn't have people to hang out with, I would kind of just sit and exist outside and just think to myself all the time. Um, oh. It was weird, but I just kind of maybe sit in the grass or like on the fence, like kind of like this to the other houses nearby. And I kind of this is such a movie scene. <laughs> like I can totally imagine, yeah, young men like just <laughs> you know being by yourself and like yeah. It, middle of nowhere yeah thinking like when when do I get to grow up and yeah I definitely was like that I always was rushing to grow up really fast um I thought it was such a cool thing to be a grown-up and then now we're here and it's like guys where does the fun part start (laughs) awful Um, kids enjoy your youth while you can it gets worse from here no I'm kidding (laughs) I'm kidding honestly though I gotta say I wouldn't want to go back if I had the chance I really think at least for me right. like 
I like the way things are and where it's going. That's true. And, yeah. The freedoms you have are a lot better. Um, mm-hmm. I would say that for sure. You don't have to worry about getting in trouble or whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I don't know. I would just do that a lot. Whether it's inside or outside, I'd just kind of be on my, on my own, just kind of thinking or like playing by myself with things. Yeah. Um, so it gave me a lot of time just like my mind to wander and just go random places. So I kind of was always just thinking about stuff. That's where the, the creativity comes in. Yeah, it really like, was. was yeah, I, oh God, my brain was so whack back then. <laughs> I, had, <laughs> I had the weirdest nightmares all the time growing up. Almost every night. Can you talk about them? Because I have some yeah. bizarre ones. Like, no, but recently though. Well, really? Okay, you go first. Um, I don't know. These days I do have weird extremes. They're mostly just bad and scary. So I don't know about those. But when I was a kid, I had- Wait, wait, wait. But are they like um like monsters type of stuff, type of nightmares? Or are they like reality like it could happen um these days it's definitely on the reality side i don't really mm-hmm. think about monsters anymore when i was a kid it was all monsters that's all it was really uh, Dude, all the monsters are coming to get me now but man, <laughs> you gotta get that monster repel spray yeah exactly <laughs> wait but but what kind of things were you thinking about you know i don't even... you remember any yeah like there was a couple weird ones where there was this one that I still can't forget. It wasn't even a bad dream, actually. This one's just weird, like, as a whole. It was, like, basically, it was space, and but there were no stars. It's, like, just kind of blackness. And then there was, like, all the planets were kind of, like, lined up in, like, a line. It was really weird. And then out of the corner, not really, like, corner of the screen, but, like, your vision, I guess. In the corner, mm-hmm. there was, like, this clock tower that would look like, kind of like the Big Ben-ish, but not quite. And it was just kind of sticking up here. And, you know, it'd be ticking, like, really slowly. There was no sound except for, like, the clock ticking. And then every so often, you hear, like, it go off, like, the bongs or whatever, the clock yeah. tower, And it just kind of echo in the silence of, like, space. I don't know what the Whoa. fuck that was. I was, like, six to eight when that happened. But it was just, that was the whole dream. It was just silence except for the clock and the planets were there. And that was it. It was, like, no motion, just sound and quiet. It was weird. But I, that's just a dream I had. I never forgot it. And I don't know what the fuck it means. <laughs> Yeah, that's really cool, though. Yeah, I don't know. It pops in my head from time to time, and I'm still like, what does it mean? <laughs> what are you trying to You're, tell me? Dude, you should Google it. There's so much shit on Google. You're probably going like, to find someone who has the same dream as you. Like, you're going to die tomorrow. Shit! <laughs> I remember one super specific. I think it happened not as young as you were, maybe like 14. Mm. Um, but it has been recurring. Um until now and uh it's like so back in singapore i have um two stories to my house Mm. and so i'll be on the second floor looking down um from the window so at the gate got right then uh there will be this guy and then he would like shoot my dad in the head with a gun and the thing is guns aren't even legal in singapore so i'm just like where is this coming from? I don't know. So interesting, maybe, though. Maybe I hate my dad. I don't know. But anyway. Sorry, dad. It's so... Yeah, and then I would wake up, and then I will just be like, uh, it happened again. No, weird. Recurring dreams are such a pain in the ass. You're like, leave me alone! Exactly. And then it's like, 
now you're thinking is the universe sending me something that I really need to find? Do you have those dreams where like it's like an inception thing where like you wake up but then it gets like creepy and weird and scary? You're like, am I in a dream and you keep waking up in the dreams over and over again? No. I got them. Oh, like a, yeah, like a dream within yeah. within a dream. So you see yourself dreaming. Is that kind of like? It's like from your point of view, like as if you're actually like awake and conscious, and then mm-hmm. some like weird shit will happen. Like maybe the clock will like be weird and change times, and you're like, "What the fuck?" And then you realize you're dreaming, and you wake up again, and it just cycles over and over again, and weird shit happens. No, do you have that? I used to. I don't have them luckily anymore. But back when I was like preteen to teenager, I would get them probably once or twice a month. Um, oh my and it was so freaky because they weren't just like oh you know this little I'm dreaming and weird stuff. it was like creepy stuff that would like kind of make uh-huh. me feel like I'm dreaming like I'd wake up and I'd be like in my bed and look around and I'm like okay I'm awake cool but then I'd be like something's off like it's way too Wait quiet second, guys. Yeah, exactly. it'd be really quiet and then I'd start like seeing like from the corner of my eye like a shadowy figure coming closer to me and I'm like what the fuck what the fuck and then I'd wake up again and it would just keep or like weird like white noise get louder and louder in my ears and i just it's weird shit like that uh oh my god yeah i don't know this happened a lot and i don't know why but it'd be like that sometimes you got yeah you gotta you gotta like write these stuff down i do i'd always be like i gotta write these down and i just don't do it i had recently Mm. a dream where it's kind of like really scary so it's in a kitchen Mm -hmm. and there's like a big island and there's these two pregnant women and then one of them's like normal Mm -hmm. and then the other one has a zipper on her stomach and the zipper's like unzipped and then beneath that skin there's another layer and then there's this baby like trying to get out of it oh and then and, I, and then the woman was, like, trying to get me to look at her baby. And I'm, like, I'm out. And then I tried to, like, run down this um, spiral staircase. And when I reached the bottom, I heard the baby, like, fall and cracked its head. And then this old man at the bottom was waiting for me. And, like, he picked up the baby and, was and like, put it to my face. And then uh-huh. that's when I went. And I was, like, I did go down this really dark path of horror movies so i'm pretty sure that's why but nice. still like, it's still really crazy things that your brain can do yeah like that's oh the funny thing though i i yeah. never and i still don't watch horror movies or horror content really i never grew up watching. too scared i used to be when i was a kid yeah it's like oh i'm scared you know i don't want to but nowadays i'm just they're not good i've seen like little clips and pieces um, i just i get mad at the characters like when like the girl's running she trips and falls i'm like oh you deserve to die i hate you <laughs> like i i don't find them entertaining i just get like bored or annoyed i don't know why what? <laughs> it's weird. Okay. um i've seen one horror movie and it wasn't good it was chucky's bride when i was pretty young oh and i, was like, I can't do dolls even if they suck no, i can't i can't either i've had enough bad experiences with dolls and mannequins i'm done so i'm wait from movies or real life real life (laughs) well now we gotta go into this because why would i surrounded by dolls and mannequins i will preface this by saying i have had some weird paranormal experiences in my life and i i'm not saying i don't know if i believe or not but i will say i can explain them so uh it's fine (laughs) but one of them um was that when i was pretty little like around 
five or six, maybe seven, uh, my dad, as a gift, very kind gift, uh, he got me this Raggedy Ann doll. And I, I'm not really a doll person, never really was. I was more into stuffed animals. I was very tomboyish, and I still am. Um, mm-hmm. But he got me a doll, and he was like, here you go. And I was like, eh. And so, uh, yeah, was, what are you supposed to say to that? Yeah, and it looked weird. Like, it had like a little smile and everything, but it looked kind of like unsettling. A little bit. Yeah. Um, As all dolls do. Yeah, they do. Um, yeah. Have, do you know um, the movie Annabelle or whatever? Yes. Do you know the real doll it's based off of? Like, have you seen it? No. Okay. Does it look really different? Wait, I can Google it. Yeah, you can. It's a. It's just a Raggedy Ann doll. Is what it really the real one is. Uh, okay, Annabelle's doll. Yeah, you can real. like real. Yeah, it'll probably show it. It's in a box. Okay, I see it. Yeah, 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 yeah. me a doll looked either almost exactly or exactly like that. I don't remember too well, but it was that doll basically. And he was like, "Here you go." And I didn't know about the movie or anything back then, but I was just like, okay. something about it was like a little off, and I was like, "Thanks." And then, um, my dad's the kind of person who. He, if he needs to see you like loving your present a lot or else he gets self-conscious, like you don't like the present, you know? So um, I was like, okay. So I would like, you know, have it around my room. But the weird thing was that I would do something. I'd leave the room for a bit and I'd come back. It would be in a different spot. And I was like, okay. And at first I'm like, maybe my mom. Dude, (laughs) can I just, I hate listening to this because I'm alone in the apartment. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, keep going for the con. You gotta go. I have more stories where that came from, but like, no. Um, oh my god. So at first, I was like, probably my mom, because she's a very much like a, she likes to clean and like reorganize shit all the time. So she yeah. moved my stuff a lot. So I was like, probably my mom. Um, but then one time it happened again. So I asked her, I'm like, hey, like, are you moving my stuff around? And she's like, no, I haven't been in your room. And I was like, okay. So I asked my brothers, because sometimes like they like to fuck with me all the time. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, did you touch my stuff? And they're like, no. And I could easily like not believe them, but they were so like, annoyed by my presence like no leave me alone mm-hmm. like so I'm like okay clearly it wasn't them so <laughs> I was like I don't know what's going on then and that would just kind of happen sometimes it would be somewhere else where I didn't put it or like a different position and it wouldn't like it was like a falling thing it was just in a different position yeah. I was like this is weird and then one day I had enough and my dad noticed that I wasn't really using it and he was like do you even like want this and I was like no not really um, can you get rid of it get that shit out of this yeah. burn it and so he's like all right fine and so because we were cleaning yeah. stuff out and he took the doll and he took it to the dump with all the other stuff and it that was it for a while and I was like cool it's gone oh and god so, <laughs> later that year around Christmas time we were setting up all the, the Christmas tree and stuff and uh at one point he asked me for like a drill and some like bolts or something and it was in the closet in the broom closet and i'm like yeah sure so i went to get it for him and when i opened the broom closet the doll was sitting in there and i'm like no what the fuck and i like i screamed i'm like what the fuck and my dad's like what what are you okay i'm like the doll's in there and he's like no it's he's like no i threw it away and i'm like no it's literally right there and he's like i don't i thought i he's like i don't remember and he's like i thought i threw it away and i'm like no i guess not because it's right there (laughs) i just kind of slowly closed the door and i was like you need to get rid of that please like i don't and he's like okay yeah i'll get rid of it and he never did because he was i don't know i guess he just didn't want to or he was lazy or not but i still have it it's just up in the storage we have like a storage building up on the hill uh shack thing and it's just in there with the cobwebs collecting dust and spiders probably and it's been there for over a decade and i haven't touched it so okay 
luckily nothing's happened since uh yeah yeah, yeah. Bro, sometimes you just gotta you know let it be yeah leave it alone yeah i, I ain't touching yeah. that shit <laughs> uh so i don't know what the deal with that was that one i could probably like maybe my dad just lied because he didn't want to get rid of it or something i don't know mm-hmm. um but as a kid it definitely freaked me out well now i'm scared thank you very much and uh, <laughs> probably nothing i just my life's ridiculous you no know, honestly though i really think like you know things exist those things exist probably and, i mean if it just, gives you any consolation when i was a kid my dad said i talked to walls and like the corners of the room all the time saying like, oh man you one of the i was I, had, I don't know why but just now i wanted to ask you yeah. like you have any imaginary friends or something but i didn't get to ask i never did i thought they were stupid my whole life no offense to anyone who has imaginary friends um but i just was very like i was a cynical kid so i'm like what i'm not gonna oh. make something up if it's not real but right. my dad did say because my i was very close to my grandma uh when i was very little obviously i don't remember mm-hmm. her now because too young but right. she adored me and she was my dad's mom um and then when i was three uh she passed away in a car accident at a deer crossing um and then pretty soon after she passed away my dad would be like just doing stuff in the house my mom would be too and then they would notice that i'd be like talking like in the hallway to nobody or i'd be talking to like the corner of the room and they'd be like oh you have an imaginary friend like who are you talking to what's going on and i was like oh i'm talking to grandma and they're like huh and then um, they're like, there's nothing there. Or, you know, they'd be like, Wait, yeah. what? And I'm like, no, look, she's right there. And I'd point at it and there'd be nothing there. And they'd be like, okay. And my dad was like a skeptic a lot. And so he's like, yeah, okay, well, what did she say? And apparently I would start to say things that nobody knew about except him and his mom. Like not even his wife, like my mom would know about. And I would just say things and I'd say things exactly how she would say them because she was a very like charismatic person. And he was yeah. like, oh my, what? And he was like, nuh And he freaked out. And I would be doing that like constantly for like, I think two years, you said it would go on for. It. And I would constantly be wow. having conversations with her, so to speak. And dude, I can totally imagine your grandma like coming back and be like, let's fuck with your dad a little bit. And then like, she tells you some shit. Yo, he'd be the funniest shit. Just tell him this stuff. <laughs> exactly. Look at, look at his eyes go wide. Funniest shit. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of cool i mean i really do believe that you know after people pass away they do come back and visit sometimes right yeah i've always been like i don't know i've never wanted maybe you have the sense who knows maybe that's the weird thing i've always had these weird little things happen that seem like Mm -hmm. there could only be weird shit going on like that yeah and then even now uh it happens less recently but for a good amount of years out of nowhere for some reason i'll get like this really strong like smell like waft out of nowhere and it'll be like uh roses or like a kind of what's i don't know the word in english and certain words i only know in spanish but like the rosario um, is it like a flower or something it's like a holy church necklace thing but it has a scent to it oh the rose rosary yeah rosary yeah. um so it would be like that it has a very specific scent uh and i would just get a really strong sense of that and i wasn't like mm-hmm. near anything that smells and i'm like what the hell and it just happens a lot and my grandma that happened to be something she smelled like a lot so they would always be like, maybe that's what it is. And then when I was growing up, I always had the same, at least I think it was the same one or two white butterflies flying around me when I was outside. Mm. So I don't know, but that's what I've been experiencing at least throughout my life. So I kind of yeah. can't just write it off like it's nothing. Cause like, 
It's kind of comfort comforting though that she's always with you, you know. It is. Uh, I've always felt like okay, so I'm not totally on my own all the time. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, that's good. Um, um, but of course, I don't usually tell people about it because they're like, "No, you're just crazy," or "Ghosts aren't real. You're stupid," or something like that. So no, I I, I really because here's the thing: it's like we're very limited in our senses, mm-hmm. even frequencies that we can. Perceive in our heads. Yeah. So, who's to say? You know. Who that, knows? Yeah, it's and it's yeah. totally fine. Like it's all energy. So, right. yeah. So, so much stuff has happened in my life, and I just don't. <laughs> I'm like. Yeah, I feel like we've covered a lot, but there's a lot that we haven't. Yeah. I'm um, key brain. I I literally like just live my life. I'll be like, oh yeah, that really crazy thing happened like three years ago, but I just don't remember. And when I tell my friends, they're like, your life is literally like a movie. Like it's fucking weird. Yeah. Like, I guess I don't. It seems uneventful day to day. Like I'm really boring. But then like it's either really boring or like one crazy thing will happen, and then it's weird. <laughs> so I don't know. But yeah, it's balance. It as all things should be. Adeline. Yeah. Well, I know you said to call you Lynn, but some people are more comfortable with the full name so Adeline mm-hmm. thank you so much for coming on I don't want to take up too much of your time we could go on forever oh honestly. it's my pleasure I talk with you I can I feel like we're gonna be friends down. I need friends. <laughs> a long time really cool so yeah yeah um but I, I know your school's starting soon right so tomorrow actually <laughs> good luck with that thank you oh my god I will try but, uh, keep working hard I will you're a super smart person you know you. and uh, I don't know if people tell you that, but <laughs> you need to hear it sometimes. Either I'm smart or I'm a. <laughs> That's literally smart in some ways. Thank um, you. Thank you so much for coming on. This was like super fun. Thank you for having me. This is a great experience. <laughs> Good luck for school, and I will, you know, connect with you another time, probably. For sure. Looking forward to it. Thank you so much. No All right. Bye bye. Bye.